Um, so welcome to another episode of 15 Minutes with 15 West. I'm delighted to be joined by Chrissy Gill all the way from New York City. Chrissy, hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. How is New York? You've been having a few uh, pollution problems over there. Is everything getting better? Yeah, yeah no, thankfully it's um, it's a lot clearer now. It was definitely it was so weird here the last few days. It was like a weird yellow haze. Um, I actually didn't really know it was happening for a while. I thought it was just fog and then I turned on the news and I was like, oh, but thankfully right. it's better. Glad it's improved for the weekend. Um, so Chrissy, you and I, we've known each other for four years now. Um, you obviously made the move from the UK to New York a couple of years ago. Um, so Chrissy's here to tell us all about all things relocation, why she moved from um, the UK to New York, um, what she's been enjoying about it, what the process was, um, and give our listeners a little bit of advice in terms of what they, they should consider if they're thinking about that move um, from wherever in the world to, to New York City. So yeah, Chrissy, do you want to just introduce yourself to our listeners? For sure, yeah. So um, as, as I uh, started recruitment in the UK, in London, uh, sort of as a fresh grad, really, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. I don't think anyone grows up thinking, oh, I'm going to be a recruiter. So I kind of nope. fell into it. Um, I actually had no clue about the market I went into. So I, I started in uh, Oliver James in in quant recruitment, which mm-hmm. I'm super thankful for because I, it's the market that I've stuck with and done since. Um, so I worked in London for about two and a half years. And then I made the move over to Selby Jennings quant team in New York. I got stuck by COVID and because of the travel ban, I worked for a year remotely doing East Coast hours from the UK from my parents' house in Manchester. Um, wow. And then I, I finally got to make the move over in uh, April 2021. So I've been out here in New York just over two years now, um, always doing, yeah, basically. And now you're VP, obviously, at Faden, um, still doing quant recruitment and, uh, yeah, doing really well. So just going back to that period where you were, like, in Manchester thinking about what can I do next, what what made you, what's your thought process behind, yeah, I want to go and uh, recruit in New York? You know, it was super random for me. I, when I worked in London, uh, a lot of my a lot of my clients, like, they're headquartered in New York, um, and I noticed that a lot of people, like even our New York team, did a lot of like fees, et cetera, just being based out of New York. So there was always a pull for me in terms of the market because um, I, like the quant space is kind of, there's three kind of main hubs. That's obviously London, New York and, and Hong Kong, like the financial hubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a natural progression in terms of uh, market and recruitment but then also just like life-wise I'd, I'd never really lived elsewhere I mean I did it six months in Australia once but like I'd, I'd never left really the UK in terms of living somewhere so it was a good time for me I didn't have any sort of commitments or anything like that that, that tied me to the UK apart from obviously friends and family and everyone I love um, yeah. but <laughs> um, yeah basically I just kind of someone reached out to me from Selby and it was. It seemed like a natural move. It was a good step, and for my career, it was yeah. uh, probably the best thing I've done. Amazing. And what was the kind of visa applicant? Obviously, people are always a bit like, "Oh, the visa. It's going to be take a long time." And obviously, I know you got caught by COVID, but how was that sort of process in terms of just the initial getting the visa, getting everything sorted? 
So I had to go to the US Embassy for the interview. Probably took about three months to get an interview date. Um, I think it's a lot quicker now, though. Um, yeah. That was back in 2019. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it was actually pretty seamless. I went I went to the US Embassy in Vauxhall, um, sat there for a bit, did a, an interview. I was pretty scared about it at first because I've heard horror stories. But it was fine. They, they basically just asked me, like, what you do? What like why is the US hiring? What's your benefit, etc. And then yeah. your your employer, you did it all through your employer's lawyer, and they just sorted everything out behind the scenes, and you just turned up, did you? Literally, yeah. Faden sorted it all out for me. I um, I did like uh, yeah, that you you have to fill out some forms, obviously, but like most of it was like pretty seamless, yeah. Amazing, and then. Obviously, you did the period um, working from home, as everybody else did, and then you moved over in 2021. So what was that What was that like when you first arrived? Daunting for me, because <laughs> to be honest, like that year, I'd basically lived with my parents again. It was like I was, you know, 16 or whatever. And so I had everything done for me, like in terms of cooking and cleaning and everything. And then I was like <laughs> out in the world and it was also COVID still, like it was not fully over. So like New York wasn't fully open. Um, like everything was still like outdoor dining and stuff like that and mm. it, it was definitely daunting because obviously I just got a lot closer with my family again just given like I'd lived with them and spent the whole year with them basically because we had all the lockdowns um, so it was daunting but it was so exciting it was like oh, I'm, I'm like living again you know I yeah. feel like that year I just wasn't really living I was just working and sleeping so and um, how did you navigate like where we were going to live and all that sort of stuff yeah that stuff it was like so I was put up in a hotel by work for a couple of weeks and then I was just like running around going to viewings um obviously when you come here you don't get social security your um credit doesn't transfer over so a lot of places won't take you because you need to fill out like your credit limits basic sorry your credit uh score is basically zero mm. um yeah you don't have social security so it took me a little while but luckily I found um I found a landlord that did like a room rooms in an, in an apartment for uh like pe- paying month by month okay. like a it wasn't like a full like 12 month lease um okay. so that was good that was easy but um yeah it was definitely there was a lot sort out like I, even figuring out like where to go for my social security because it was still COVID so they wouldn't let you do like in-person meetings or you had to there was like a whole thing so there was, there was a lot of stuff but thankfully at work were pretty good me with setting that all up and um, and there's quite a lot of bricks in the company, so a lot of people just banded yeah. together and, and gave me a lot of advice and helped me with things. So, and what would you, what did you notice about the difference between the recruitment markets so this, in terms of any any sort of marked differences? People say it's quite transactional in America versus the UK's, you know, quite face to face. Yeah, I found uh, in see the market in America is just so much bigger. Um, so there's just so many more clients. So many more candidates. Geographies wise, obviously, like I'm in New York, but it, we cover like Chicago, Boston, Dallas, the West Coast. So there's just a lot more in terms of like interacting. Um, I, I, I kind of found it was quite similar, to be honest. I, I felt like um, Americans, I, I mean, I guess like it's a very direct, right? We're, we're pretty mm-hmm. direct and we're pretty blunt. And like for me, I, I was used to British recruitment, which is like, 
I don't know, like if someone's not answering your email, just get on the phone and call them. And and that's not you you learn like things like how to deal with it. Like, oh, actually, like they prefer to schedule a time to speak as opposed to you just calling them out of the blue and things like that. And maybe just being a like a little bit less blunt or direct in communications. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's definitely I, I you definitely feel a difference in recruitment when you work over here I noticed like in terms of like in the office like everyone's just super motivated all the time and all all the other recruiters like everyone just wants to do well everyone wants to um obviously perform and quite quite much a bit more competitive than maybe in the UK and yeah I wouldn't say it's competitive in terms of like it's not cutthroat or at least I haven't found that I'm sure every recruiter is different different companies are different it's it's not that it's cutthroat it's just more that everyone's like super hard working everyone's super like tuned in you know like mm-hmm. no one's like I don't know I don't really know how to ex- explain it but like it, just everyone's really hard working okay I'll get, I'll get emails I'll, I'll do emails I mean the, the, right or wrong I'll send emails like in the evening like on the weekend if I have to get something done no one's telling me to do that that's just on me but I, I feel like it's it's kind of the vibe in terms of when you come here like and not just in recruitment like because we're obviously like, New York's a huge financial hub yeah the biggest in the world so many finance people like everyone's working hard like I, I meet people that are like bankers and they're I mean again right or wrong but like, they're like in the office like 6 a.m to like 10 11 p.m and I don't know it's like yeah. the the New York rat race is actually a, a a kind of real thing yeah yeah that's interesting and what do you think what would you say the best thing about your move to the USA is um the best thing if we're talking recruitment wise like for me just the market the the higher salaries the higher fees more candidates more for us to get to like less saturated than the UK um in terms of life like the best thing I guess there's just so much to do in the US like you know I've visited loads of different states I've, I've hiked the Grand Canyon I've went to SF I've gone down to New Orleans like loads of different things so there's just a lot more to do here I think um and then obviously like, Americans are super welcoming like I was shocked when I came here how many people were so nice and like invited me to things and they knew that I'd come alone and didn't know anyone and they were like really really nice and welcoming so yeah I'd say that that's kind of the best things amazing and um what would you say the worst thing is about your move to the USA <laughs> on I do miss like the British nuss of life, like like going <laughs> to the park, like the fact that like in London on like a Thursday when there's a bit of sun, like the streets are just packed with everyone drinking pints yeah. and like yeah. just at eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But like just <laughs> British British humor, sarcasm, like banter, like. Uh, that's what I do miss. Like even like I remember when I first came here, I'd be like, "Hey, does anyone fancy a beer?" Like after work. And it'd be like a Tuesday and, and everyone be like, look at me like I'm crazy, like on a work <laughs> night. And I'm like, oh, I just wanted uh-huh. one beer. Like I'm not trying to go crazy. Um, so that was a bit of an adjustment. But uh, and then I guess like the worst thing is probably like the chocolate and sweets. Here. They're just they just don't compare. To UK. Oh, yeah. And the, the size of the food portions is probably not great That's either. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you got to be. Well, yeah, balance everything out. Um, and just in terms of 
you know, as a recruiter, if somebody's listening to this thinking, right, what what would be the top five reasons I would do this? What would you, how would you rank those? We're recruiters, right? So my number one would be money, like financial. You just can make a lot more money here. Um, uh, Again, I'm not sure about everyone's market. I'm only, I only know financial services. But like for the financial services market, or specifically for me, quant, like the market is just a lot better here, bigger, more to go after. Um, again, the saturation piece that in the UK we have. So like obviously, I think the UK is like the the home of recruitment, right? It's kind of where it all started from. So in the US, we're just catching up with it, and so that's good for us in terms of there's a lot less players and a lot less competitors going for the same roles and the same candidates, etc. In terms of if you want to progress career-wise, whether that's you want to manage or you want to set up an office or you want to, I don't know, progress because of your billings, like whatever it is, I think you can do that a lot more here. There's a lot more opportunity. I mean, they literally call it the The land land of opportunity, opportunity, (laughs) right? and then just, I think things move quicker. Like even like when you look at the candidate space, like they have two week notice periods here. You can get someone in within two weeks. That's crazy. Like I was thinking in London, like if it was like senior level, like three months minimum. So yeah. they're kind of the main reasons. Um, right. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely, they're, they're definitely key reasons to, to move. What, um, what advice, you know, having done it, having done the move, you know, lived there for two years, if you were sort of doing it again um, two years ago, what advice would you give somebody sort of thinking about making the move? Advice I would give, and this is advice that I took, was say yes to everything. Because when you come out here and you don't know anyone, and maybe you have a whole support network back home and a good group of friends, and it's for me it was tough. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just a lot of like things maybe that I would, didn't want to do, like invited to things, but I, you know, I said yes because you never know who you're going to meet and stuff. So just just that, and, and I guess like get yourself out of your comfort zone. It's not easy if you move here, whether you're moving alone or with family or with a partner, whatever. You know, you, it's always nice to have friends in another in, in where you live. So um, yeah. yeah, just just basically doing that, and then essentially. I would say definitely make the move if you're not sure about it and you're like, ah, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out and you move back home. Like, yeah, it's like take I mean, that step because you, yeah. you don't get these opportunities a lot in life. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing moving recruiters for 10 years. I've never had anyone come back after three months or whatever it might be. So yeah, that's much it, testament. yeah, that was the same with me. I mean, when I moved out here, I was really homesick to be completely honest for the first three months. Mm. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll move home. Maybe I'll move home. And I went home. I had a friend's wedding. And it was, mm. it was like a realization for me when I when I was in England. And I was like, wait, I'm I'm missing New York. Like I'm kind of excited to go back. And then yeah. since then I've loved it. So that's just it. give yourself some time. Yeah, I think that's true. I think other people have said, you know, that it takes sometimes it could take up to a year for it to actually feel like home. And then you're thinking, well, maybe I should go home because I've been here a year, but actually then you stick it out for another you know year and and two becomes three and so many people that we've moved you know are still there sort of five six years later so yeah it's definitely yeah. Uh, definitely a good opportunity um 
And last question, and obviously it's been really helpful just getting your insights into, into that move and what's been good and what the challenges have been. But I always ask people at the end of the podcast, if you, 15 minutes with 15 West, if you had 15 minutes, I was to give you 15 minutes to do anything in the world, um, you know, no holes barred, what would Chrissy do if she had 15 minutes to herself? If I have 15 minutes and, and like laws don't apply, there's, no. I, I can do and it's, uh, I, uh, I was going to say like, I've always wanted to be a pilot, so fly a plane, but I mean, if I went on and flew a plane, like I, w- I would crash it because I have no training in it. So <laughs> no, no. I'm going to go with the Yeah, I'm going to go with the obvious answer that I would just rob a bank. Like, I, I feel like I would just take the money and run and, 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 Go and settle okay. on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Okay. There's no consequences. <laughs> She'd just go and rob a bank. Okay. Yeah. It's all about the money, Chrissy. It's all about the money. Exactly. Anyway. Oh, brilliant. Well, listen, thank you so much. You've been really insightful, really helpful. And um, yeah, good luck with the rest of the year and keep making all that money. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me on. No worries. Speak to you soon. Bye.